listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hi, this is Ted Johnson, and before we start today's podcast, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to a couple of our supporters. George Schauer, who is the Pocono Outdoors guy, has been a friend and advocate of the Fish on Ted podcast and our sister company, Marketing for Guides, for a couple years now. George broadcasts his own podcast live every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook Live. He then posts his episode on his YouTube channel, of course called The Pocono Outdoors Guy. Along with being a podcast host, George is also a well-known outdoor writer and outdoor videographer. To find out more about George's services, go to his website at www.poconooutdoorsguy.com. I'd also like to recognize Short Bus Flashers, who is based in Oregon. J.T. Gillette started Short Bus Flashers just over 10 years ago, and it has become the premier manufacturer of salmon fishing flashers on the West Coast. If you like catching salmon, you need to visit www.shortbusflashers.com and take a look at all the flashers and the hundreds of shapes and color combinations that are available. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Dead podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you look at your calendar, we're recording this on September 30th, 2020. And if you scratch your head a couple years past that, you go, isn't that when that COVID thing was still going on? And yep. And wasn't that when the fires were in Oregon? Yep. And just, it was just, we're right in the midst of all that stuff. And uh, we're still surviving and fishing is thriving right now. There's a lot of people that are taking advantage of uh, social distancing and going out and fishing with guides or going out and fishing on their own and enjoying the great outdoors. The, the fishing industry truly has had a spike in it the last, uh, I don't know, four to five months, something like that with tackle sales going through the roof. It's tough to find boats. It's tough to find gear just because they're all selling out. And so it's been really interesting that we've got sort of this revival going on in the industry. Well, without further ado, I'm gonna bring our guest on. He is an icon when it comes to fishing in the Northwest in that he is a guide and also a tackle manufacturer. Um, and uh, we've just got a great conversation ahead of us. And so Randy Bales, are you there? I am, sir, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Randy? I'm uh, I'm surviving, right? <laughs> what we were asking for nowadays. Yeah, no kidding. It, it isn't like, you know, it, people are saying, hey, I'm doing great, you know, but if you're surviving, you're doing well this time, you know, uh, at, at this point in 2020. But uh, anyway, are, are, have you been uh, been fishing much the last couple months? Oh, absolutely. I've been uh, doing a lot of ocean, ocean Chinook and coho trips. Uh, I did the full buoy ten fishery at yeah. uh, on the on the Columbia, uh -huh. and then now now I'm working my ways into all the coastal bays for fall Chinook. Oh, that's cool, man. That's so, cool. You know, Randy, you and I have, have sort of exchanged uh, Texas and, and and that sort of thing over the years. And you've really got quite a quite a history to you 
when it comes to the fishing industry. Uh, can can we sort of start there and just you can give us an uh, an idea of uh, how in the world you ever turned a passion into a profession and and have and have become such a uh, you know an, an interesting guy, if you may, in the Northwest fishery. So a little history about the base of lured which is my my product business um, uh -huh. in the guide service you know i have the lured guide service and then i also have my lured beads that are egg imitations for salmon steelhead and trout fishing um, actually grailing pretty much any fish that eats an egg will grab these and they it's been amazing the different types of fish that people have targeted with these yeah. And, you know, if you like, if you look on my website, um, it's actually uh, just like it, it's luredbythebead.com is the mm -hmm. website. And on my, we on my website, you'll see a variety of, I mean, there's, there's hundreds of colors of, of beads and different variations of beads on there to mimic a natural egg in its environment what what okay. state of that what stage of that egg could be in mm -hmm. um for example for example a lot of my egg you know eggs start out orange okay or maybe a little dark orange so right. that's usually like the the first life cycle of an egg the next life cycle is it's going to start to milk out so i have mm -hmm. a matte frost that kind of mimics a milked out egg plus there's a another version where like if that egg is setting on on its side uh, on you know where it's making contact with the bottom it will it will kind of milk make a milky spot on that and i actually airbrush a bead called permafrost to represent a damaged egg on that one spot so it creates contrast when it's rolling across the bottom uh-huh then you know and i kind of got ahead of myself because the next stage, there's three stages. You got the natural egg, then actually the pearlized egg, which I have uh, a paint scheme where it's a pearl coating over top of my beads to mimic an egg that's glossed over or it's been it's water, water hardened and it's been there a while. Yeah. Then I have right. the milk. Then I have the milk milked out stage, which is which is the matte finished or the permafrost. Right. Right. So, so those are like some of the base schemes then you add colors into the mix like mm -hmm. for example you know you got your pinks you got your reds kind of a like a blood money color which is like a cerise um, yeah. then you have your bloodshot looking egg color patterns that are kind of an off orange-ish red Mm -hmm. And this is this is the hard bead base that I start with. Okay. And they they vary in sizes anywhere from four mil up to fourteen mil, and you got everything in between. Okay. So it, it covers a it covers a huge range of of egg sizes. A lot of you know like eggs swell up with the you know they longer longer they're in the water the they swell mm -hmm. up they expand. Mm -hmm. Um, and you got different fish laying different sizes, so they all can kind of change size. Right. So we kind of right. we're 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 basically copying uh, a natural spawn is what we're doing. Yeah. 
and it it can be for it can be from trout to salmon to obviously I mean even some sturgeon eggs have been out there where they're black and they're spawning and there's trout mm-hmm. and stuff eating them so it, there's not just you know certain certain fish spawning and you know uh, like uh, back east uh, the guys fish on uh, on sucker spawns. And those are oh, kind okay. of a, a fluorescent, a, a fluorescent color or a neon color, which right. is it's like you wouldn't think that, but the trout sit back there and they eat those eggs. Oh, okay. So it's like it, it, it kind of, you know, unlike here in the Northwest, more, more, you know, traditional of the pinks, the, the reds and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I even take it even further based off of my years of experience of, of just being a fisherman and growing up in the Pacific Northwest and paying attention to what is working and what the eggs yeah. look like in the water. You know, when you're standing there and you see these, these old eggs, run, you know, roll down the river, you're kind of take, pick, you know, you look at them and they're washed out, you know, they're kind of a, a, a light pink or, whatnot you know and so it's like you you start start putting this all in your memory bank and what's working and when you catch a fish and it's it's that certain time of year and hey i caught something on it looked like that and now Mm -hmm. it it starts to make sense it starts to make sense and if you can if you can do that mental that mental bank it adds up to extra fish hands down and you're targeting you're targeting what the hatches basically match the hatch is what i'm saying right well i, I was just gonna and, make that an it it, it 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 sounds like you know what what the, the the fly fishermen do all the time they're just trying to match what the what the feed is in the water i never thought about that with eggs but you're doing exactly the same thing aren't you absolutely absolutely i mean to that's cool to a point to a point that is like extreme research and development to get things perfectly right because Uh as a fish as a fishing guide too i build everything based off of my experience and what i will use personally Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm not out to catch the fishermen because if you build something right or you make a product good enough and it goes out there and it catches fish and they all catch fish regardless of who's using them and that time and place at that point you've done your job and you've built clients for life and that's exactly what's happening that's true and and, you know so back to the the coloring of my beads i go as far as a lot of my beads will represent when we cure our own salmon eggs, okay? We're taking mm-hmm. cured eggs that change the color pattern. You're, they're brighter red, they're bright orange, they're darker colors. I have eggs that match pretty much every egg cure out there. Then mm-hmm. that egg cure, when it milks out in the water, and now there's, there's those single eggs falling into the water, Right. I have beads that, actually match what those start to look like too as a single falling down to the river so instead of just instead of the natural cycle i take it as far as the egg cure cycles that we cure ourselves and that are we're fishing with 
as beta eggs. And when those singles fall off, what they start to look like in the water column to the fish and they start picking up those singles, I have mimicked that also. So I've taken it to a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, that's cool. um, they, it's, it's, I mean, I'm 45 and I've been salmon steelhead fishing for at least 40 years of my life. As soon as I could walk. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. You Where'd know, you grow what, up? What, what, what's your home river? I'm curious. Well, without saying too many river names <laughs> okay and you know i i i fish the entire oregon coast from uh the alsea up to tillamook bay okay so there's five there's five rivers in tillamook all the way then you have you have the five rivers in tillamook then you have down through the nestucca mm-hmm. the Silette salmon river uh, in like uh, Alsea, which is Alsea area down right. through there. I fish every one. I fish every one of those rivers at one point throughout the year, throughout the seasons. I oh, go wow. to where the fish are. I go to where the fish are, and I know, I know all the bays. I know all the, you know. I'm, I mean, I've got 40 years of fishing in all these bays and rivers. Mm-hmm. So. With my past, you know, I have a lot of ocean hours growing up. We had a dory out of Pacific City. Mm-hmm. Um, I have fished, I fished all the bays growing up for salmon. So it's like, I can go, I know these systems very well. And based on when the runs are, or w- even if the runs are in, I can go to the bay and I know where I'm going to be able to target fish. And same thing with same thing without in the oceans. Um, I follow the fish from out, you know, out of Newport through Depot Bay to mm-hmm. the till Garibaldi there at Tillamook, clear to Astoria. I fish wow. on those fish all the way down the all the way down the coastline through uh-huh. Bowie Ten. Okay. And then I come back. Then I come back, and and that's my ocean fishery. The way I work. And then I come back and I target them once they've come inland in the bays. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, um, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's just something I've always done, you know, and I've grown up doing it. So it's really natural. Yeah. To me. Oh, that's cool. And, now for the, yeah, you know, just and, a point of reference here for the, the listeners that are not familiar with Oregon, you've listed pretty much all of the, the big salmon and steelhead rivers in the state of Oregon uh, on uh, on the Oregon coast, and uh, you Correct. know, uh, it's uh, um, you, you're listing all of the the rivers that have great runs of fish and that sort of thing, and being located where you are in the Willamette Valley, it gives you access to all of those rivers, which is really cool. Yeah, I'm within two hours to two and a half hours of all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, on the average, on the average, I'm, I'm an hour and 40 minutes to most of them. Right. Right. And some of them are so in your backyard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So when did you start, when did you start bead fishing? So the, the, the funny thing about that is like, we, when I grew up, I had Jensen eggs. 
mm-hmm. you know, the, the old, old Jensen eggs, eight mil. And right. I really didn't even, we didn't call it bead fishing. It was, it wasn't even, a, you know, it was just a Jensen egg, you know? Right. And so I grew up fishing steelhead with a bobber a lot of times way back then. And it was super effective. I really didn't pay attention to it. How, you know what, you know, I just, I was just bobber fishing with a Jensen egg, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. bead fishing. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of, I've kind of always had that in my background and used it. I used to build my own, like, um, I'd take corkies and drill them out. Right. So I could, so I could basically put a, a hook through them and make, make it like it was a bead, oh, you know, okay. and fish it under a right. float and, and I'd fish it under a float. And I did mm-hmm. that for years and years and years and never really thought any different of it i was just bobber fishing you know for steelhead right and i could switch between that and switch between that and jig fishing Mm -hmm. and or drift fish you know it's no different than drift fishing a corky it's just a different different just a different you know it's nothing new this you know we've been we've been copying egg imitations for the entire career of steelhead fishing you know, oh, yeah. corkies are, corkies are an egg imitation hands down. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, so the bead fishing, what, what they call bead fishing is an Alaska term where they've been doing it for 50, 60 years. Right. The big, the big rainbows and everything else. And it's a technique. It kind of morphed its way down here. Some, some guide buddies went to Alaska and they were guiding up there and they started bead fishing and they brought the, I, you know, I know for a fact, two of them, I can't remember the other guy, but anyway, they brought the name, they brought it back here and they started fishing steelhead on it. It's just a big oh. trout. And, right. and, and then, you know, it was kept quiet for quite a while for about four years. Mm-hmm. And it got so popular that, it was impossible to hide when you're having 20, 20 to 30 fish steelhead days and other guys are scratching out one or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it, it was almost cheating, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But the thing is you're, you're fishing, you're fishing something that is the most natural thing to a, a steelhead that they bite it out of instinct. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Okay. It's not, you know, and there might be a partial aggression bite because they're trying to protect their own young, mm-hmm. you know, trying to ensure the future of their own young by eating the competition, basically. Right. Right. And, and you know, it's, it makes you step back and think that, um, you know, it's like it, this, this whole, the whole bead sides started, you know, I've been, I started my fishing career or my business line as I used to airbrush spinner blades to get custom colors for Tillamook Bay. And I couldn't get stuff. I couldn't get, I couldn't get the the size six and size seven cascade blades or whatever painted the way I wanted for that, Mm -hmm. for that fishery. And in like the, another one would be the LC and the Yaquina fishery. I couldn't get the spinners systems I wanted. And so I would custom paint. Then I started catching a lot of fish on those, those patterns. 
And then, then I was getting confronted by different guides to build them spinners so they, or build them, paint them blades so they could build spinners with. Yeah. And so I've always, I've always had this bead source, you know, that I would have made to get my hands on a certain, certain colors of beads. I would have this, you know, the source made for me so I could build mm-hmm. spinners. Mm-hmm. And then I would have these spinners. So I've had beads laying around forever, like, you right. know, for, for 20, 25 years. Right. And, you know, I never really thought anything about it. You know, it's like I've used Jensen eggs off and on my entire steelhead career. Mm-hmm. Well, then when my, my buddies came back from Alaska, they were like talking about fishing beads. And I'm like, well, here, try some of these. And it was like lights out. Really? So, wow. yeah, so it kind of, it's like we kept it quiet for quite a while. And then it become where people were asking me and asking me and asking me. And it started out doing my spinner side. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because they were using them for steelhead. And so it's like, okay, well, I'll get this made. I'll get this made. But it's like so expensive that I have to be able to move some of this stuff in order to repurpose it. And, right. and, re, and, and buy and, and create more stuff or have a special colorant made or something like this to do it. And so mm-hmm. that's how that the, the lured bead hard bead side developed yeah. over the years. And they're, you know, they're pure acrylic. They're super high UV. Everything I have is high UV and mm-hmm. fish see on steelhead and salmon see on a spectrum of UV that would be equivalent to like the sun the sun glare like the sun itself how hot it is that's right. the, that's the level they see on so like for example if you took a uv light that a steelhead or salmon see on on that spectrum if you mm-hmm. ran that uv light across across your arm or skin it would instantly bubble a burn on your skin right that's that's the how that's the pattern they see at we oh, can't right. see that. We can't even see. We can't even see a fraction of that. Right, right. And so that's that's. I mean, like if when you do start doing doing the the research into UVs and the development and how what spectrums they can see on in the 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 UV ratings in in the spectrums that they can actually which are brighter or not brighter. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of research and there's a lot of research and development into all this stuff that I do in order to make everything I have so efficiently work. Yeah. So oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Basically, I, I've done all the work for you. Just buy the stuff and go catch fish. That's kind of how it is, <laughs> you know? And, right. and this, all start, this all started so I could get it the way I want it. Mm-hmm. And in order then you know then friends wanted it and their friends wanted it and it's kind of like a reverse pyramid it's just building reverse out yeah and it's it's been a game absolute game changer absolute game changer the the balance in just the hard beads alone like when i say balance when you put them in the water any little swirl will make them lift and they drop about the same rate as a real egg Oh wow! Okay. That means they they will they will sink. They're a little heavier than neutral buoyant, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take hardly any swirl to make a move. 
Ah, okay. Okay. So they look and, really and natural. So, oh, they move so natural. That's one key that between how they look and how natural they move, they bite these things. They bite the product without even thinking twice. Uh huh. And it turns it. The scary thing is, it's turned into a number game of not. Not if I'm gonna catch a fish, how many is wow. what it's turned into, and it's it's almost it's almost spoiled three quarters of my customers because they like oh you know you you go from not catching very many to catch catching them, then you start expecting it, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that's that's what's scary is you know it's 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 made fishing easier. I yep. guess you could say. Yep. Um, and not as much skill set to do it to be mm-hmm. to look like you're really to look like you're really a good fisherman. Right. So I I don't I try not to try not to let it to go to people's heads. It's like just stay humble and <laughs> don't blow up your river spot because you got you know you, you caught a lot of fish. Just keep it. You know what what happens honestly, Ted is the people that buy my product they keep it as quiet as they can especially if it's on a new system or a different river system where they're going on and they're going out and putting on clinics uh-huh. catching fish they hide they hide it just like we did for five years <laughs> really <laughs> i don't blame them <laughs> yeah we we kept it we kept it quiet for five years we would cut all of our product off all of our beads off before you got to the boat ramp you wouldn't mm-hmm. walk down a trail without covering up that bead right you'd go as far as putting on you go as far as putting on a spinner if you hung up in the tree mm-hmm. you didn't want somebody to see that bead you would you would hook that tree and break the branch off or try to get it out of the tree so people wouldn't see it oh right right that's how that that's how crazy we would you know how quiet we tried to keep it yeah yeah and uh, be- it was you know it was it was pretty it's it's been an amazing amazing product and an amazing ride and you know to keep up with the to keep up you know like the say the the jensen the jensen soft beads right mm-hmm. the, we call we just call them jensen eggs we didn't use the right. term soft bead we never we right. never did that's this is that's a brand new term to yep. promote soft 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 egg imitations just like yep. the jensen and, egg now that that was the, it's, that it's was the one the, or yeah the the Jensen egg is one. It's just hollow on the inside, isn't it? I mean, it's just a, a, a no, plastic. No, it, it, it's a it's it's a pure yeah. It's just a pure rubber bead. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's a pure rubber bead, and that's all they are. It's just now now there's you know different companies have been making them and making them in different sizes and colors to to expand expand their horizon. I guess you could say. Right. Right. And they are all extremely fishy. I don't care if it's a hard bead. I don't care if it's a soft bead. They mm-hmm. all have their time and pers- time and purpose. Um, the 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 next stage of what I was going to get into was my my hybrid series that I make called Incognito. Okay. Okay. We 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 developed. I developed, it took me almost two years to get it perfected, and I build these by hand. I took my hard bead, which is always already proven and fishy 
and you know it's there's nothing to even prove on them they've they've done proved what they can do and the damage they can do mm -hmm. i took that bead uh so you know we have the soft bead side right we have soft beads we have a few soft beads i do sell soft beads but the problem with the soft bead is it's a throwaway product right it will tear out and at the end of the day you could have a pile of soft beads in your boat that are worthless because they're torn out and they won't stay on the stops Mm -hmm. And then you then you find them laying in all the floating down the river. You find people just toss them back in the water, which is horrible because the the you know the soft bead just the fish will still eat it and they it stays sure. in their system. Right. Um. So one thing that I got tired of was as a guide, my clients would say they set the hook or whatever they have to reel in and physically fix that soft bead because they oh, wow. at that point they've jerked it they've jerked it over the stop where you know when we peg our beads they're you know about two fingers gap above the mm -hmm. hook and that you know that's to pre prevent mortality of a like a, a native fish eating it too deep and right. you know throat throat hooking it right so um basically you know so we you know, we uh, we developed these these beads I call incognito because the downtime of a soft bead. The soft bead will tear out and slide down the stop. A client reels in and he's messing with messing or they are messing with the bead, trying to get it mm -hmm. back and stop. And I need them. Uh, and I it's like every time you reel in, you're missing a chance that could be a potential of a fish. Because like true. in a drift boat, you're covering water and you're constantly moving. Mm -hmm. And if that bead is not in the water, you're not fishing. Mm -hmm. So at that point, at that point, running a hard bead, still fishing is gonna get bit. And right. you, all you got to do is all you got to do with a hard bead is set the hook. I mean, mm -hmm. you you may have a little bit longer. You have might have a split second longer with a soft bead. But if you're split, if you're, you know, that split second and you're spending 60 seconds to, you know, 45 seconds out of the water, that split second doesn't matter. That's true. Does that make sense? Does that make no, sense? Because at that point, you, you, you can't catch a fish if you're not getting a bite. Mm hmm So the downtime, I'd rather have them fish a hard bead than a soft bead. Because at least they're fishing, and I know they're going to be fishing even if they set the hook, because it's not right. going to slide over that spot, or over that stop, I should say. Right. So it's like people are, you know, people get so brainwashed with, oh, you got to have a soft bead. It's the hottest, greatest thing, is, and they hang on to it longer. It's like, true fact, they do hang on to them a little bit longer. But true mm -hmm. fact is, the more the more downtime you have, the less fights you're going to get. Right. Down. You cannot argue that. In a, in a guide's world, every second in the water adds up to an extra fish. Mm -hmm. It can add up to that, ex, that chance of getting that fish that could save the day, hands down. If you got all the time in the world and you want to fish a soft feed and you don't care, then by all means, do it. Mm -hmm. you know, but in order to combat that, 
that issue where people were like, oh, you got to have a soft beat. They're like, well, let me think about this. I, I bring, I, I searched my brain for a while and it started to hurt, you know? And <laughs> so what I came up with was I developed and engineered a hard bead with a soft bead cover. So I hand build these incognito hybrid beads. I take a, my, my fish proven hard bead and I make a mm-hmm. soft bead cover around it that sticks to it. So okay. when you put it on your, you put that bead on your stop, it cannot physically slide past that stop. It will always stay in place just like a hard bead. Right, right. But when they grab a hold of it, it feels soft and crunchy. Mm-hmm. So they will hold on to it. They will hold on to it longer. I mean, is it long, if not longer than a soft bead, because they can, I've seen them just chew on it and crunch it. Like, what is this? You know, cause it's not squishing, but it is. Right. You know, and that's brilliant. So that, that, you know, I'm the only, I'm the only guy in the world that is so far perfected this. You know, mm-hmm. it is, you know, patent, it's patent pending. We also have it trademarked just, mm-hmm. you know, so if anybody wants to try it, they can, no problem. Right. Um, but the thing is the color patterns I can make now is endless because I have taken my proven hard beads with all my p- color patterns that I've already developed and yeah. I've already painted and I've already done. Now I can put a soft bead cover on there that can be different colors. And so oh. I, can take one, I can take one bead that looks like this and make it look like seven different ways. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, that's cool, man. Okay. So I can even find, I'm, I'm even getting more fine-tuned with, I mean, I have some beads that, like, I actually don't sell these on my website. But mm-hmm. I can make an egg, I can make a bead look just like an embryo with eyes in it. Really? No kidding. Like, like, a, like, like a clear egg with eyes, like the fish's eyes are in it. I've, yeah, yeah. I've built those. I've built those for some, some myself, obviously. But uh-huh. um, <laughs> I, I keep some of these things, you know. I, I have so many so many fishy beads on the market and everything has been fished over a year prior to, to even even getting put out in the market. Right. Wow. So, you know, and the research and development and if it's on my website, it's there for a reason. And otherwise you will not see it on the website. Cause right. I'm not going to waste my, I'm not going to waste thousands and thousands of man hours to build these things by hand. If they're mm-hmm. not going to catch fish. Right. Because it's well, not, you, and I don't care. I don't care about selling it. I don't care. It better work for me. Otherwise it won't be on there. Yeah. Well, you know, to do your, yeah. um, yeah, do your credit, your pro staff is kind of a who's who in fishing in, uh, at least in the state of Oregon that I've seen. I mean, and so you've got some of the, the, you know, the biggest and best names out there promoting the product because they're the ones using it day in and day out. Exactly. And I mean, there's, you know, the list is impressive to say the least of the guys that are on there. And I can't thank these guys enough because they've been just an absolute massive support 
system for mm-hmm. Leward and the, the and the growth of it. Right. And we're a small company. We're not even a. I mean, we're a small business. It's it's a mm-hmm. mom and pop's business. It's me. It's me and my wife. Right. And vo- in a few volunteers. Yeah. You know, and that's it. You know, well, me, me and my wife both work full-time jobs, state jobs. Mm-hmm. And then Lured, when it's in full swing, it is 60 hours a week plus. Oh, I'll bet. Not, not counting On your guiding. Then, <laughs> right. And not counting yeah. me guiding my days off. So I pretty much work 24, seven days a week. Wow. That's crazy. You know, man. my, 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 t- my typical day starts at. I go to my state job at seven in the morning. I usually get home by, you know, three thirty. Then by four thirty, I'm work usually I'm working on product till mm-hmm. ten o'clock to mid midnight every night. Right. Then on my days my days off, I get up at three in the morning and take out clients fishing. Then half the time when I get home, I I pull orders when I get home. Mm-hmm. And then go back to guide the next day, then go back to work. So, I, you know, and I'm not sure how long I can do this, you know, yeah. but yeah. I'm going to do it as long as I can because, I mean, just the clientele, just just the people responding to my product. And the it's so gratifying when people say, hey, I caught my first steelhead ever or I took out my wife. She caught her first, or my kid caught his first, you know, his first steelhead ever on your product, you know, and and then some some of my some of my clients uh, for the guidance side have come to me because of the bead the the bead business side just to fish mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. and learn how to use the product right. and to be become be a better be a better fisherman using that product. And mm-hmm. what I, I'm not afraid to teach people all the ins and outs because, you know, you're paying for that knowledge. And a, a good yep. guide should be willing to teach. That's right. that's what people are paying for. That, that is exactly right. You know, you know and, 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 it, and if, guess what? If I'm successful, my clients are going to be successful. Yep. And, you know, it seems it seems for if they're successful fishing my product, guess what? They're going to come back and buy more. They're going to eventually tell their friends when their friends finally get so mad that they're out fishing them, they figure out what they're using. Right. And that's that's right. usually what happens. That's usually what happens. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. So, that, that's cool. You know, it's um it's been a it's been a life changing product. Yeah. Absolutely, hands down. The well, incognito you, side of it yeah. is, it, it's like it's it's. I took my hard beads and put it on steroids. Exactly what right. I did. Right. And, wow. Well, I, I, and, yeah, I I know of of lots of well guidance of, of course because I'm also in the industry. But uh, uh, you know other people and uh, that are avid fishermen and other people that uh, you know have other uh, uh, positions in the business you know, that just swear up and down by your product. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you even keep them on the shelf with, uh, just all the people that, uh, swear up and down, like I said, about how good your product is. It's, it's a lot of work. I, yeah. I mean, and there's time th- during the busy season, 
you know, I, you know, it's all I can do to keep up. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's almost to the point where I have to pick something, but yeah. it's hard to give up anything to pick one or the other. You know what I'm saying? That, that is and, so true. And the, the, the quality control I have, right? Maybe it's just, I'm a control freak when it comes to my product because, uh, you know, the, the, the prep work is what kills me. Yeah. And all, all the prep work, you mean a day's worth of prep work can be ruined in 10 minutes. Right. Oh yeah. So that's, that's why I have such a high quality control. And if I take my time and I do it right, then I have very minimal waste. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that that saves that cost difference of the waste is like it's just easier for me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, makes you know? sense. I mean, not not that not that I couldn't find the right individual to do it with enough time and training. I probably mm-hmm. could, but then but then not paying an employee pretty much wipes out all my profits. Yep. Yeah, good. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, Randy, forgive me. We're going to have to uh, the the land this plane. But gosh, man, I'd like to have you come back for uh, just kind of a part two on this here, maybe in a month or so, as the as the fall goes on, and we can just talk about some of the techniques you know uh, that that you use and recommend on how to to fish your product. Can can we talk talk you into that? Absolutely. There's some, I mean, the, the bead fishing, it's not, it's not as simple as, Hey, I'm just going to put a bead on and go catch a fish. Right. There's, there's the difference, there's the difference of the science side of it. Mm -hmm. Why I use, why, why I have so many colors. Yep. The different times of year, the different water conditions, they all make a difference of when or when you're fishing different color the colors of the product and yep. how a fi- they're all going to catch fish. They all seem to catch fish, but there's certain situations that this color in this water condition will just absolutely put on a clinic compared to this color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother ball game to talk about that. It's taken a long time to know by looking at the water. I know what I'm going to fish. By looking right. at the sun, the the weather, the weather conditions, the height, the yep. the light conditions, I know where I'm going to fish. Yeah, that is something you have to learn over time. But I can I can dive into that, and it is it can be eye opening, absolutely eye opening. Well, well, let's plan that. So, so Randy, how do people get a hold of you? You've got your website. Um, and, um, um, and, and then also, uh, they can, uh, contact you by phone if you're uh, not on the water, right? Correct. Um, so there's, there's a bunch of different platforms you can get a hold of us on. Um, if you go get on Instagram, for example, where our Instagram is lured by the bead on Instagram. Uh-huh. So go ahead and go ahead and follow us on Instagram and give us, okay. uh, you know that that's a huge platform. I, I post a lot of my, a lot of my fish pictures and a lot of the guy the bead product the products lines on there. And there's also a lot of uh, updated information of you know 
uh, openings for fishing trips, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Then uh, the other side would be the Lured Facebook page. If you get online mm -hmm. and look up Lured on Facebook, give us a like on there. We have, I don't know, I think there's like, it's like close to 8,000 likes or something, um, mm -hmm. which isn't bad. Um, then we have our website. And our yep. website is www.luredbythebee.com. Got it. Okay. That, that platform, if you get on there, you can contact us through the actual website. And mm -hmm. there's also guided, there's guided fishing trip bookings that you can ask about on there too. Awesome. And then also, if you search the pro staff on there, if just in the, the easiest thing that on the website that I could tell you guys is if there's a certain size bead you're looking for, just type in the size millimeter wise and it mm -hmm. will pull up every color known to man that's available in that size. <laughs> really? No kidding. Okay. Okay, cool. Yep. yep. And, cool. you know, then, and, uh, you know, there's, uh, my phone number is, uh, it's Randy Bales, uh, Lured Guide Service, or just Lured, L-U-R-E-D. Mm -hmm. And our phone number is 971-218-1741. And that's, uh, and that's my cell. So just, you can even text me. No problem. Awesome. And, um, and I yeah. answer, answer, answer questions, you know, whatever. Um, the easiest way to questions is through the, through the Leeward Facebook page yeah. or the website. Those are the easiest. So it gives me time to respond because I'm so busy. Awesome. Uh, that, that's great, man. And I want to uh, pass along to our, our listeners that you have offered a coupon code for the lured beads, and if you just go there and use the uh, the coupon code FishOnTed, that's all in uppercase F I S H O N T E D. So that's FishOnTed, and you get a ten percent discount. To, is my understanding? Is that right? Yep, that is. And make sure it's all one word: FishOnTed, mm -hmm. all caps. Very good. And you have Very to good. enter. Make sure you make sure you enter it on the website where the code goes in, don't put it in the notes section, trying to get a discount. <laughs> yep, very good. So. Well, that was very generous of you. I appreciate that, Randy. Randy, thank you so much for being a, a guest today. And we, you know, my head's exploding, man. I've, uh, I've uh, uh, fished with beads for, uh, gosh, as long as I can remember. I'm a little bit older than you. And um, I, I'm, I know I'm doing it wrong <laughs> based on what, what we're talking about. And, uh, I'm looking forward to having you come back and talk about more of the science of this and that sort of thing here in a couple months. But, uh, you know, with the, the fall fishery being here, I know you're as busy as can be. And I want to thank you for the time that you've given us today. Well, thank you for having me on. And I look forward to talking with you guys again. Sounds good, Randy. Tight lines, my friend. Okay, you too, sir. Stay safe out okay. there.